Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 82 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Um, Coming to you with a July edition of an MLB season preview, which is a bit odd. Also, with a special guest, who you guys have heard before, Mr. Jack Nation. So welcome, Mr. Jack Nations. Hey, boys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Jack, we've had you on, I think, once in the past for our MLB preview last year, maybe? That's right. Yes. That's right. That's what it was? Okay. I'd like to point out that in that preview, I successfully guessed that Pete Alonso was going to win the Rookie of the Year for the National League. So Yeah, you and probably yeah. 100,000 other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so MLB season preview, a lot is just kind of up in the air or weird about this season. Jack, sure. is, a, Jack is a baseball fanatic to say he is all about the baseball world and everything that's going on there. So we are going to kind of have him do a bulk kinda, of, yeah. of the information here. But before we kind of begin, Jack, we know you got a podcast launching next month in August. So we said you... this last time too, but, but it's fine. It's finally right. happening. So yeah. So what we like to, to away? what we were really hoping was we would find a situation um, to launch the podcast where everything was screwed up. So we decided to wait a full year um, until baseball was totally screwy before we actually launched our podcast or even started recording episodes or anything like that. But uh, yes, I, my cousin, Stephen Nations and I, he's written for KSDK. We are putting together a podcast called I Might Be Off Base. It's all baseball and it's really more focused on minor league players, college players, the grind of coming on up through the minor leagues, uh, getting paid peanuts. And, uh, you know, a lot of interviews with guys who, maybe didn't make it hearing, you know, what the nitty gritty dark side of that stuff can be. Um, one of our first interviews is going to be with a team that I think you guys may be familiar with the Savannah bananas, uh, Gulf coast league where they have college players can't get paid money to play when you're a college player, but they still go out, they wear kilts and they have a guy dressed up in a big yellow suit talking about what it's like spending your summer in Georgia, uh, making music videos and playing baseball. Uh, so we have a lot of things like that coming up. It's going to be really exciting, um, but I'm really happy to be here to talk with you guys about baseball because it's coming up here Finally. real soon. 
Yeah. Finally. Some uh, live American sports that aren't dudes beating the shit out of each other and dudes hitting a tiny white ball. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, it's very exciting that well, they, they are hitting a tiny white ball. Yeah, they are hitting a tiny white ball. <laughs> well, not I, – I would say that's small. Golf balls are tiny. Go, you're right. Okay. Baseballs are small. Yeah, Difference. yeah. So I, I thought you were referring to soccer, which I guess – can we really can we count that as a sport? You mean you can fucking tie? So <laughs> you can play for ninety minutes and nobody scores. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. Exactly. So, um, anyway, you know the first American of, of the Big Four to come back, um, and that kind of, I mean it's obviously weird. A shortened season, sixty games. You got a lot of wonky rules. Or what are we talking about? But let's let's kick it off with how do we feel about this shortened games like? Do you think teams are going to approach like in-game situations differently or like what do you see happening here? Yeah, so the biggest thing obviously is that we're going to see I think a lot of really good seasons out of young players because what we often see is when young players get into their third, you know, maybe second or third, fourth season, we have a lot of like they'll play 114 games for the first time. They'll play 130 games for the first time and they end up batting like 240 and they fuck up their ankle partway through July. We're not going to have nearly as much of that. This 60 game season is more in line with like how much they played in high school, how much they played in college, how much they played in the minors. So it's not as exhausting for some of these younger guys to power through it on the same side, older guys who are getting past their prime and can't really put together a good full season because they're, you know, 37 years old. Those guys are also going to be able to put, all the gas in the tank out on the field at once. Um, so I think that we're going to see a, an elevated level of play for a short period of time. The flip side of it is obviously that an injury is a much bigger yep. deal. If you miss two weeks, you're missing 25% of the season. Yeah. If you get, you know, test positive with coronavirus and you have to keep testing negative. I mean, we just saw this Yasiel Puig finally signed a deal with the Braves and two days later test positive with coronavirus. It's like, man, he waited this whole time to get a deal and then immediately gets popped for coronavirus. It's just, it's going to be interesting because everything is going to be so much more impactful. Every win is going to be more impactful. I think we're going to see an elevated level of play from players across the board, but especially those young guys and especially the older guys. Yeah. So I like it outside of just like, the fact that it could be more exciting just because I, I mean, I've been a fan and an advocate the whole time over the last, like however many years that the MLB needs to lower the amount of games played per season anyway. So I think this is a really good opportunity. I mean, I get like, this is a third of the season. Obviously you would never lower it to 60 games, but this might be a good idea. Like, Hey, less people get hurt this way. It seems to be more exciting maybe we should considering it lowering it to like 120 or to me like like and like yeah i like that idea jack also said too every game means more um mm-hmm. i think we'll see a lot of teams go to a four a four man rotation um yes so instead of trying to force the, that how many teams you know have that have a solid three to four starters and they have to force a fifth guy into the rotation st louis cardinals for one <laughs> yeah exactly just because like shit we can't go 162 with four guys right so I think we'll see a lot of teams go to that. Um, I think that like there's going to be a lot of stuff that that's going to change. Uh, every game means more. I think I think it's going to be more exciting. So we shall see how it happens. With that being said, some of the rule changes. There's a lot of rule changes coming out. Just you know, 
obviously the universal DH is the biggest one. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and start there. Universal DH. What are your guys' thoughts on the universal DH? Yeah, I mean, for me, especially in a season like this, we're talking about how every game is, you know, more than twice as important because the season is cut by more than 50%, right? Then that means every at-bat is more than twice as important. And as cool as it is to talk about how one time Bortolo Colon hit a home run in, you know, June or some shit, like it doesn't – pitchers can't hit home runs. Pitchers can't even hit the ball that well. It's a miracle when some of them do. It happens so seldom that it's so widely celebrated. I think that in general, like I I love that the leagues are different. I think it's a fun little quirk about baseball. I think if we're going to be shortening seasons and everything's going to be more impactful, especially this season, having a universal DH is a good thing. You know, you need those guys for every game you can get. The last thing you want is to have a pitcher get hurt in the middle of Adam Wainwright spring training. That's what I'm saying. You don't want those guys getting hurt fucking running to first base because that's not what they're good at. It's not, it's not worth the time. What'll be a really interesting impact is how it affects postseason play, especially into the World Series. Like this interleague play is going to be a much bigger deal because when we typically, yeah, you know, guys come to a National League park and we have to see Justin Verlander hit a baseball for the first time in a year or whatever it is, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But now they a don't have to worry about that. B you get a full season of a National League team that is used to having a DH, and I think that's going to be it's, really interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, if anything, I think it'll be good for the sport in terms of, like, people being more engaged. Yeah. Because when I just know that, like, hey, when you see, you know, your team's coming to bat, you got seven, eight, nine, first two guys get out, it's over with. Or, like, a guy, one of the guys gets out, and then you got a runner on base, and the pitcher's up, and more than likely going to either ground out to double play or do a sack bunt. It's just yeah. like it's boring. It's almost always a guaranteed. It's out. So easy to guarantee the pitch. It makes gonna get out. it makes the game predictable, and I and I like I think it adds a bit of a more surprise element, un, 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 unpredictableness. I mean, that's a word. Yeah, uh, I mean, you have to think like there's still a guy in the lineup who bats nine. There's still somebody on the team who's absolutely horrible at the plate. And yeah, that's that's going to be a thing. Maybe it's like your Tucker Barnhart for the Reds and you can't hit a ball, but you're an incredible catcher. And that's something that they'll work around. But the fact that it's going to be dynamic and the fact that if you're a team like, you know, that has a good lineup all the way through, like if you're the Dodgers, now they don't have a weak spot in their lineup when they're playing. The Cardinals, like who's – we're all Cardinals fans. Who's the Cardinals DH? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that it's going to be interesting to see how they use Tommy Edmonds. Right, because right now they're slotted to have Tyler O'Neill in left field, which I don't know that that's going to stay. But that's I, was, I, would, I would say I would put O'Neill as DH and put Edmund in, in left field. I would think the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have t- – like Tommy Edmund can play left defensively. So can Tyler O'Neill. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think that Dylan Carlson is making a run for the center field. And right field could be a mix between Dexter Fowler, Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmund. There's a handful of guys that can fit in that slot, especially with expanded rosters. The infield is set, and the infield all hits well. Yeah. You know, Yachty and Andrew Kisner can hit well. I mean, if we have a DH, it could be Tyler O'Neill. It could be all kinds of different guys. Um, I don't think that they're lacking in – like, the, the worst at-bats on the Cardinals are not that bad, and they're all kind of mixed together. I think that you could interchange a handful of those guys, and they'd be fine. Yeah, doing DH. I agree. But realistically, yeah. it would be fun to watch – 
I think it'd be fun to watch Matt Carpenter do it so that Tommy Edmond could play third base because he's a better defensive level. Travis, what do you think? I'm sure, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll be different, that's for sure. I'd honestly just rather not see Matt Carpenter hit it off. He's yeah. The way he did last year. But. Be- yeah, beggars can't be choosers, Trav. We got to let him do something. Either, if it's going to be anything, let's way. just not let him screw up playing at third base. Yeah, universal DH will be interesting. I, I like the idea going into it. Um, but I think it's great about this season, too, is that we're going to have it, and like people aren't complaining about it because it's a shortened season. And I think once it's there for 60 games, people will be less opposed to it going forward. That's what I, I, really I hate. It's that like people a good are opposed to, to it. I hate. I agree. Opposed, like, let's just play and like, yeah. yeah, it'll be different, but let's just get it over with. So, yeah. the yeah, next, the next rule, Travis is going to talk about. I think. I think uh, he has some opinions on it. Yeah, the runner on second base to be in extra innings. Sure. So um, this is something that was introduced in different minor leagues and independent leagues in the past, like five years. Um, it's it's I. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. It's cool to get the game started. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I yeah. I just think that, like, no one wants to sit there and possibly be there for another, what, two hours and then go to 17 innings. Like, sure. to be honest, baseball is a sport where it's losing a lot of traction for some people because of just how boring it can be, and I totally get that. So I think starting a man on second – Lee's a huge opportunity to score a lot more runs, maybe just end it early. Like, I don't know. It just gives it a good opportunity to show like a clutch factor in some players. And more runs is the thing that is a really important emphasis there, right? Like that's what we want to see, you know, chicks dig the long ball. We want to see the ball get put into play. We want to see guys run a pitcher's duel. I love a pitcher's duel as, you know, a, a diehard baseball fan. I watch games all over the place. I love it for what it is. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. It doesn't mean that that like there. It just because there's a guy in second doesn't mean there isn't a pitcher's duel. It doesn't mean that that can't happen. It doesn't mean that if you have Verlander and you know Garrett Cole on the mound against each other and they're pitching into the eleventh inning for some god reason, they there's still a pitcher's duel, but it at least gets the ball rolling a bit. You know the pitcher is still in control. There's a guy on second. Okay, it's still your job to not let him score. I mean, so I, I think that the it'll be interesting how much that comes into play and how it affects games. But the nice thing about baseball is that it's fair, right? One thing I hate, I know you guys are big football fans and I love football too, but one thing that I hate about football is like their postseason overtime, right? If you score a touchdown, when you get the ball first, the other team doesn't get the ball. I think that's absolutely ridiculous, right? 
because you scored a touchdown so the other team doesn't get the ball, right? I think that's stupid. In baseball, that's, a, that's in the regular season, not in the playoffs. Oh, in the regular season. Good. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad we clarified that. Um, yeah. The regular but, season, yes, but playoffs, they always get, they always get the ball back. Yeah. Okay. In, the, in, the, in overtime in the NFL, don't they? You score a touchdown first? No. In the right. postseason, is it different? Well, remember that happened to Tebow. Yeah, that's how the Chiefs Pittsburgh. didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. So that's that's something that's stupid because, it, like, the nice thing about baseball is that both teams are going to get the chance, right? Like, yeah, both yeah, teams the get, other guy get a runner on second. Right. You start there. Oh, it's not fair. If he on. wasn't there, they wouldn't have scored a run. Okay, well, now you get a guy on second. Yeah. So yeah. figure it out, you know. Yeah. And you that's the nice thing about second. baseball. You get a guy on second. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's built to be fair, so I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna piss people off much more than it really sure. should. It's different. It's fine. Yeah. So this is one thing you touched on earlier was the interleague play and how this how the schedules are because for those of you casual fans who don't know, so like the Cardinals are in the NL Central. We play everyone for the sixty games. We're gonna play everyone in our division. We're also gonna play the AL Central. So the NL East. We'll play everyone in their division and the AL East, and you know you kind of can can go from there. So obviously, there's some divisions in baseball that are worse than others. Um, so I think th- this is some kind of a question I thought of. I think there's going to be some teams that benefit more from playing in the from playing the opposite division in the other league more. Um, I kind of have an inkling on who I think it's going to be, but I'll let Travis kick it off. Who do you think is going to benefit more from playing the other league? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's the Cardinals. You think so? Playing in the other league, playing well, anybody in the NL Central playing in against uh, against the AL Central. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, you're playing going up against teams like the Royals, the Tigers, Twins, the White Sox, and the Twins. That's who we're playing. And the Indians. And the Indians, right? right. In, yeah. Indians, yeah, Twins are tough. White Sox can be tough. But you got to think, you know, I think I read something like 40% of the Cardinals' schedule is Pirates, Tigers, Royals, and White Sox. Yep. Like, that's pretty yeah. easy. Yeah, so the, the White Sox are, I think, going to be a really good team. Um, I have them slotted to win the AL Central, actually. But that's partially because their division is dog shit, right? Like, like, I think they're going to be better than um, people. I mean, people are starting to pay attention to them a little bit. I think they are going to stand out in that league, and I think they're going to win that division. However, again, they have to play the Pirates for part of the season, and the Pirates are horrible. And, they like, the Reds, I think, are a team that's really going to benefit because they've got a little bit of veteran power. Their outfield is, a li- like, kind of left to be questioned, but um, I think they're just going to hammer on the Pirates. They're going to hammer on – the Royals, the Tigers are so, so bad. It's yeah. not even funny. Like the Tigers are so bad that they're probably not going to call up their rookie ace pitcher. Their, their guy, his name is Casey Mize. He threw a no hitter in double uh, A for his first start ever in the minor leagues last year. He'll eventually get called up, but they're so bad. They're not even going to waste it on him. Like, why would we call this guy up? We're going to lose 55 games out of 60. So like, Playing teams like that, I think the NL Central is in a really good spot. Teams like the Cubs probably won't be that great this year. The Brewers are – you never know. I yeah, think just, just for everyone's kind of uh, frame of reference, the Cubs and the Reds on this side I'm on are tied for the favorites to win the Central. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. The Cubs have a starting pitcher. Their first starting pitcher 
for like their number, their opening day starting pitcher is you Darvish. And in 2012, that's a great <laughs> idea. But it's 2020, and you Darvish ain't shit. Okay, no. they're terrible. They replaced they replaced Addison Russell with oh, what's his name? The guy who's like 34 years old. Uh, let's see here. Hold on, I put it down. So Where did Addison Russell go? Is he suspended for the whole year? Uh, he's, I think he's just out of baseball. Yeah. Um, they replaced him with Jason Kipnis. Again, 2012, that would have been a great move. But Jason Kipnis is 33 years Jason old. Kipnis. Okay. Their closer had a 6.53 ERA last year. Craig Kimball? Yeah. I, I just don't – I don't see the – I see it. But I, the first thing that popped out of my head, I knew the NL Central was going to benefit from playing the AL Central. Right. Another league that I think is going to benefit from playing the opposite – as I think the NL East is going to benefit from playing the AL East because outside of the Yankees, the AL East ain't shit. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Uh, the the flip side is that the NL East is so good. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. I, I think about, the NL East is going to benefit from playing the AL East, not not right. person. Right, right. But the the trick is that it's going to be so hard to come out of the NL East because the Phillies now with Joe Girardi as their manager. They have a pretty decent team put together. Um, the Nationals still have a World Series contending team just without Anthony Rendon on it. Yep. The Braves, I think, are going to be incredible. And honestly, if the Mets only have to play 60 games, there's only so much they can fuck up, and they might honestly make a run at it too. Travis said I, – well, no, I said that about the White Sox, but the Mets very well could lose 60 games in a row. Yeah, they could, but they could also win 50 out of 60 games. That's, that's the kind of team there. If there was a 162-game season, they'd win 78 games. Like you guys we think don't about, know where those wins are going to fall. You got to think about all these teams that usually, like, start off the season hot. Like, there have been a, a few years, I think, within the last, like, five or so, where the White Sox are in, the fir- are in first place come beginning of June, and then they just fall off. Like, all these teams that love to win beginning of the season, this is their year to try to make something happen. So here's yeah. here's a new one I just thought of. Do you guys think any team will win 50 games? No. No, um, I don't. I think that the team – the only team that could do it is the Dodgers. Um, the Dodgers have to play against the AL West, and the AL West is filled with teams like the Mariners, who won 68 games last year. You know, they have to play against Houston, uh, but in the regular season, I could see them doing well against Houston. Uh, but, yeah, Houston's going to get fucking beamed about – Right, they're going to bean them for the first cup. That's where all their losses are going to be. It's just from, like, loading the bases by throwing directly at the <laughs> uh, But, like, the Rangers aren't that good. And then the, the NL West is also dissipating, right? The Diamondbacks have – already lost Bumgarner and Desmond. The Giants have lost Posey and they have a new manager. These, like, you know, it's, it's weird because the Angels actually might be a contender in the AL West. Not, yeah. not necessarily a real one, but because everybody else is kind of dissipated, I think the Dodgers are the, the team that has the best chance to actually win 50 games. I don't think they will, but I could easily see them winning 45. Uh. Forgive me for my absence. I missed that whole conversation. So I had to run for a wild goose chase for alcohol because Jared's got a maze of cars parked in his garage. <laughs> so I, uh, alcohol is more important. Sorry, Jack. But I heard, a, I heard a, a little glimpse that you said the Dodgers could maybe win 50 games. Don't disagree with that. I just think it's going to be hard. Like 50 out of yeah. 60 is a lot. It is a lot. 
I think that it's like I could I could safely bet on them winning forty to forty five. Once we get above forty five, it starts to get pretty difficult to do that. But we'll yeah. see. You know, we'll definitely see. What are you boys drinking over there? I'm drinking the you never had you never had ever had high noons? I have had high noon. Yeah. High noon, it's good. Dude, these are my favorite. Like I love them. Beautiful. Yeah, nooners, vodka sodas in a can can't beat it. So I, they're, I mean, I, they're pretty much seltzers, right? No, they have they have vodka. Oh, like I get really fucking drunk on these things, <laughs> but they're only four and a half percent. White claws are five. Drink yeah, Jared's just a lightweight. Jared gets about, really, no, I'm just really drunk up all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but no, high noons are good. They're just impossible to find. They are. Yeah, yeah. Which leads us into our next point. I think it's a good transition. I think. Sure. Uh, Players sitting out, which the list I found, I don't know how accurate it is. I thought it was bigger than, than, than this list. Um, there's really not that many from what I'm looking at. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, I thought that – I could have swore that Mike Trout said he wasn't playing, but he did he come back and say he was now? Yeah, so Mike Trout's wife, um, his high school sweetheart, in fact, is pregnant. Um, so he mentioned how he's nervous because she is at risk. He is still going to play. Okay. He's the best player in baseball. Yeah. You know, I mean, I if, if I were the Angels, I'd be a little upset. Yeah. yeah. If I said, hey, well, I'm it, not going to play. Mike, yeah. it's a 60-game 60, 60 season. This is the only year on your contract where we might be able to make the playoffs. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, he's got a 12-year contract, but you're right. Yeah. That's yeah. still not a – it's not a bad guess. So, um, I mean, players I think are that, sitting out. You know, I'll run through real quick. Braves are missing Felix Hernandez, Nick Markakis. Cardinals missing Jordan Hicks. D-backs missing Mike Leak. Dodgers, David Price, that's a big one. Um, Giants missing Buster Posey, which he should have retired two years ago. Anyway, the Indians are missing a coach. The Indians are missing a coach. <laughs> uh, the Nationals are missing Joe Ross, Ryan Zimmerman, Wellington Castillo, Pirates, Hector Neosi, um, Rockies, Ian Desmond, and the Twins are also missing a couple of bench coaches. Um, White Sox, Michael, I don't know this guy, Kopech, and then um, – yeah. And then, yeah, Tyson Ross is a free agent. He's sitting out the season. Oh, you mean, you mean he's, he had to say he was sitting out because he couldn't get signed by a team, right? So I think actually the team that's going to be most affected by that is the guy you just mentioned. Um, he hasn't really made a big league impression yet, but his name is Michael Kopech. He plays for the White Sox. Michael Kopech is a guy who, when he got started getting through the minors and was talking about getting called up to the White Sox, he's projected like, the next Chris Sale, the next Kershaw. Like, he is a big deal. And he had Tommy John surgery. Um, he has decided to opt out this year. He had Tommy John surgery before last season. So this was supposed to be, like, his comeback season. Um, some people are skeptical about why he's opting out. You know, it might be that his recovery isn't going as fast as it could. But when this guy comes back, he's got crazy good control. He's got a hard, hard fastball. Um, and if he were on that team and he were healthy and playing as well he, as he does, you got Dallas Keuchel, you got Dylan Cease, you got Lucas Giolito, you got Michael Kopech. I mean, those are four incredible pitchers. Uh, they still have a good pitching staff as is, but they could theoretically be, you know, the kings of the AL East if they had Michael Kopech. Yeah. So, or the AL Central, right. So, you know. I think, I think it's kind of silly why he's sitting out. Because I just looked, I just did some looking up on this guy, and he's 24, just turned 24 in April, and he didn't play last year because you said he had Tommy John, and the year he played before that in 2018, played two games with the White Sox, 
went one and one with a 5.02 ERA. So not not great, but I mean, I get he was only 22. But then, I mean, you got to take into the fact that he's skipping two full seasons. Right. Well, I guess a season and a half, but still, but like, yeah, you're right. In all and reality, that's why people are seasons. right. And 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 that's why people are skeptical of it. They're like, there's no way it should take this long for you to recover. And this is a time where you could come in and define yourself. It's a short season. And if you're healthy enough to throw, you should come in and use this as like a, you know, if you were to come back up a Tommy John, he might not pitch a full season strong anyway, especially since he's never pitched one before. Think about how great it would be if your team is doing well. You got all these good hitters, you got these good pitchers, and you can weave yourself in there. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Know that if you're not doing as well, it's not terrible damage to the White Sox because they have a good team around you. But if you are doing well, you're part of something that could be historic. Like they could theoretically with a great pitcher like him and a great team. It's, I don't think they're going to make the World Series even with him. But it, like making a playoff run with a team like yeah. that would be huge. And it would be huge for that fan base for sure. Yeah, I think I know why he's sitting now. Seems like a soft guy. His, his middle name's Talbert. Talbert, yeah. See, now any guy with a middle name like Talbert, honestly, he wasn't going to play this season anyway. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> there was just no chance that Michael Talbert Kopech was going to play. Now, if you told me his name, his middle name was like Joseph, and you're like Michael Joseph Kopech, I'm like, yeah, dude, he's starting on the third game. Michael like, Talbert. No, not like that. Sounds like a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. I, I like that. I like that insight because I looked at it and I really didn't know. So, I'm, so we think the White Sox are most affected. Keep this train rolling because we got some, I guess, not really early predictions because it's a, it's a 60 game season, but we're talking about in, like all the uh, award winners and then our playoff teams. But real quickly, do you think like if you won the MVP this year, does that have some? Does that take away some of the? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a great question. In the next five years, the next ten years, maybe. Yeah. In a hundred years, no. I mean, they don't care. That's when true. People who are like baseball fans that were born, you know, in the next three years, and they don't remember all this stuff, they're not going to care. Yeah, who won the 2020 MVP? Oh, this guy. Cool. They're not even going to care. Right. They won't care. People won't be able to remember it. Like, tell me what year was shortened because of the strike. 1994. Okay. Well, you know what? That's your head. So that's pretty impressive. But like a lot of baseball (laughs) fans don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was something that happened, like, and you're born in 2000, you might not know that off the top of your head. And a lot of people. I was three when that happened. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. So I just, I know, but I I get what you're saying. Like, it it matters. Five, yeah. 10, 15 years, but they later on the line, it'll start to water down. But I just watched a movie like a you know during this whole quarantine thing called Sixty One with an asterisk, and it's about when Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's record. And when it happened, people hated Roger Maris because he broke Babe Ruth's record, you know, and he was he was this bad guy, and he he broke it in like ten more games, so it didn't count. That's why they put an asterisk next to it. After he dies, you know, it's the record. They yeah. give it to him, you know. Like as time goes on, baseball is like ah. Eh, it's fine. He won it. You know, who cares? And yeah. then it, it just starts to forgive itself. I think that, yeah, short term will be like, who gives a, who gives a, you know, who gives a shit if Mike Trout wins another MVP this year? But if he wins eight of them, 
and one of them was during a short season, nobody cares. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. He won eight. It doesn't yeah. matter. I get it. You know? I definitely, Russ, I, de- I definitely kind of agree with that. So uh, yeah. we're going to go run through NL, AL MVP, NL, AL Cy Young, and NL, AL Rookie of the Year. Let's start off with the National League MVP, Jack. So first of all, I have the odds pulled up. So I want you to tell me who you think is going to win the NL MVP or who your pick is, and I'll tell you where, where they're at on the, on the odds. Yeah, so my pick is going to be young guy, stood out a lot in the past two years, just signed a big old contract. I think we all know who I'm going to say. It's Ronald Acuna. That's my pick. He's, he's tied for the favorite with Yelich. So plus 600 odds. Though. It's not, Before it's not you bad. open your mouth, I was looking at the uh, this odds sheet. I feel like it's going to be a guy that's close to the top of the favorite list. And what you have to think about with the MVP, too, like this is just like in the NBA, this is a big thing, right? The press hypes up who's going to be the MVP. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It happens all the time. Like there are players that win in the NBA who didn't have as good a year as somebody else, but because they were the hero of the season, they went. It's it's determined by sports writers. Those guys are human beings, and they get caught up in the hype just like everybody else. I think that this is a guy who's been getting a lot of attention, and people have been wanting him to do it. And if he has as good a year as he did last year, like on par, he could very easily win the MVP. But he's in that division that I think will benefit from playing games against the Orioles, the Rays, right. the the Blue Jays, like teams like that who aren't great. Like he's in the NL East playing against the AL East. So right, yeah. And the flip side of that too is that he'll be like playing against some easy teams, but what they're going to look at is saying, "Oh, but look how he did against the Nationals." Yeah. And look how he did against the Phillies. And look how he did against Jacob Degrom. And that'll help his case a lot as well. So when I looked at this, when I looked at this list, Acuna was my pick as well. Yeah, I mean, I before I was looking at it because I obviously did not pick one before. I just looked at this list. And I looked at that. I was like, huh, sixty games. He could very well bat three high high three hundreds. Yeah, it's like a twenty four year old. I mean. He can he can very easily he has a very high down. motor. Will probably play all sixty games. Yeah, totally, so, totally. Let's I agree. Go over to the AL side, Jack. Who's your pick on the AL side, guys? I'm going to say this every season until this man is dead. It's gonna, it's Mike Trout. I mean, the guy's the best player in baseball. Plus one twenty five, one fifty. Or I'm sorry, plus yeah. See, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, the thing about Mike, like guys, Mike Trout is so goddamn good at baseball. He's the guy who I honestly think when I'm looking at his career. You know, Mike Trout has finished outside of the top two MVP voting like once in his career. I mean, he's unbelievable. So, I don't disagree with you. Mike Trout's plus 150. The next guy is Aaron Judge, Lindor, and Bregman, all tied at plus 1,200. Yeah. So that's now, the guy that's going to be a, an outlier there is Lindor because he's trying to get a big contract and get the hell out of the Indians. So, he's going to be the only good player on his team. And he's trying to get to another team. And there's a chance that he, like, starts to make a real run. Um, but realistically, I think it's going to So, for me, I, I mean, I would put money on Trout. But what if he doesn't play? What if he gets, like, he gets in, like, coronavirus yeah. is going to screw up so much shit. Like, what if he gets in there and, like, I don't like this. Like, too many guys on my team have gotten it. I want to pull out. Um, sure. So, for my money, I actually like Anthony Rendon. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he was obviously – last year, right? Um, and Anthony Rendon is now playing with the Angels. They've got a new coach, and that coach won the 2006 World Series, okay? So, or 2016 World Series with the Cubs, right? Like, Joe Madden's a great coach, and he's playing with a healthy Shohei Otani, a healthy 
uh, Mike, well, I mean, again, we're assuming Mike Trout's out, but like that team is not bad. They don't have a bad management staff. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think that it won't happen because he's a little bit older and he just cashed in. Yeah. A lot of times when that happens, there's a slump season. Um, and, you know, as we know, one of the most famous signings in Angels history was a guy who left the Cardinals and went to the Angels and sucked for a couple of years. Yeah. Who's your so, pick? Albert. I'm going to go, I'm going to go total value here just off the wall and go uh, Jose Ramirez just because I think he could lead the whole league in home runs. Sure. He's, he's plus 3,300. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking the plus 3,300 guy over the plus 125 guy. You throw $10 on him, you win 330 bucks though. That's not a bad deal. Exactly. No, Straight value deal. pick. Yeah, yeah. Just to not have to go Trout, which obviously I think Trout obviously very well sure. will probably win it. But if I'm betting, I'll throw ten spot on Jose. Yeah, yeah. So that leads us yeah. into sure. the um, the AL, the NL and AL Cy Young Awards. So let's start off with the NL again. And again, Jack, we have the odds pulled up here. Who is your pick to win the NL Cy Young? Guys, it's the guy who pitched the le- the best 60 days in baseball that we've seen in a couple of years. He did it at the end of last season, which was about this time last season until the end of the season. It's Jack Flaherty. I think this guy, if he pitches, and you know, the, the other thing about Jack Flaherty is that he wants to go play for the Dodgers. Jack Flaherty wants to get paid $800 million and go play baseball in LA. It's where he's from. He's tired of playing in St. Louis. I get it. But he needs to win the way that he has been winning very recently. And I think this is a year where he's going to come in angry. We're going to get little mics up of him calling people motherfucker on the mound. And he is going to strike out people like it love is it. his calling. I love, I love that pick. I don't love why, because I don't, I don't love the fact of him leaving St. Louis. Yeah, but sure. The fact is we're not going to fork up the money to keep him. Right. Um, but he is – We got a couple more years. We're okay. We'll get him yeah, for some good years. For sure. We won a World Series yeah. this year. I don't give a shit. Fuck the 60 Sure. Make it. Sure. Um, He's tied for third at plus 800, which is pretty good value. Yeah, and I could, I could very well see that. Um, yeah. In front of him, Walker Bueller and him are both plus 800. Uh, Max Scherzer is plus 400, and Jacob DeGrom is plus 300. Um, I don't think DeGrom is going to get it. I'm, I'm taking Scherzer. Got to go uh, alma mater, M-I-Z. Dude, yeah, while he's old, you got to also think, though, he's psycho. He's good. He's psycho. He is psycho. There's 60 games. This dude does yeah. good in a 160-game season. So think about the amount of effort he can put forth in just the 60-game yeah. season. I will say that Max Scherzer gave up uh, home runs to the Phillies today, two home runs to the Phillies. There was a big highlight of Bryce Harper, who badly needs a haircut, smacking one to deep center off of him today. So, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I would love that. Um, but, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I like Max Scherzer a lot. He's not a bad pick. Jack Flaherty's kind of like a dark horse for me. If he plays as well as he did at the end of last season, he could. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go um, a little bit of a dark horse here. Um, I'm going to go with the guy that's kind of led, has kind of exposed all of the Major League Baseball owners, and that's Trevor Bauer at plus 2,200. Just for just for oh, okay. I hate this man. Yeah, he's kind of. <laughs> I hate him so much. I'm sorry. As long as he doesn't cut his hand on a drone before he cut his fucking finger off on a drone for all I care. (laughs) (laughs) So I just threw that one out for shits and gigs. So that's the NL. Let's kick it over to the AL. Jack, who do you have in in the AL? Guys, I got a really boring pick for the AL. Garrett Cole. I think it's going to be Garrett Cole. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the AL is like the other guy that I could see it being is Lucas Giolito, right? With the White Sox. He was 
incredible last year. He got Cy Young votes. He was very, very, very good. I don't know what his odds are. Plus I just think that Plus how much? 1,800. See, now I might put money down on that because he is, he is very good. He's got the stuff. He's young. He went to high school with Jack Flaherty. They're like best friends. Um, so he's the same age. He's young. He's doing the same thing, trying to make money. But he's happy in Chicago. Um, and he's pitching really, really well. He pitched really well last season. I think that he could do it if the White Sox end up storming through the AL Central. If they end up being this great team and he's the guy who's at the head of it, that could be really fun to watch him win that. See, my, my thing with you – go ahead, Travis. Yeah, uh, I'm going to run it back on my last year's pick because he got screwed by an injury and go Mike <laughs> Clevenger again because he is plus 1,000 and it's Mike Clevenger and he's awesome. Mike Clevenger is great, and he's looking really good in his preseason warm-ups. I mean, See, my, my, I love Clev. I love Clev. With Garrett Cole and Snell, who's third at plus 900, Garrett Cole's plus 275, they have to play that, that NL East, which, I mean, we talk about the Braves lineup with, with Ron Lacuna, the Phillies lineup with fucking Bryce Harper, the Nationals lineup. And like, they got to play a lot of Yankees. Yeah. Well, they are Yankees. Garrett Cole's a Yankee. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was looking at no, yeah, no, yeah. Yo, Blake, you were looking at Blake Snell, yeah. Yeah, Blake Snell plays for the Rays, but right. I mean, still, like, that's not an a, an easy road by any stretch of the measure. I'm almost inclined to go with Verlander because he's playing. Well, no, Verlander has to play the NL West. I maybe I'm thinking way too much about this. I think that Verlander is a good bet because of the NL West, because like aside from the Dodgers, the NL West is garbage. So there's a chance that he could really make a good, strong season. And if he wins his fourth Cy Young award, I mean, that would be huge. Um, My thing is that I don't think any Astros players are going to win any awards this year. Just because. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to think again, it's not just based on stats. Right. People are going to want to hit up pitchers a ton and just hit the batters a lot. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I, so we I, all got some good picks there regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's move on to rookie of the year, which this is going to be tough this year to pick. Um, let's go ahead yeah. and start out with the National League. So who's your pick for National League rookie of the year? Guys, this is a little bit of an emotional decision for me. No, it's I'm not. picking Dylan Carlson. He's second. He's second. Is he really? See, now the thing about Dylan Carlson is that I think he's going to get the starting job in center field, uh, if not in the first, like by opening day, then by the first couple of weeks. He's good, and he's good at defense, and there aren't like a lot of National League teams that are pulling up their best prospect right now. Like that's the best prospect in the minor leagues for the National League, essentially, in terms of a position player, and he's coming up. And a lot of these teams that have guys that are right below aren't pulling up that rookie yet. Or they just did, like Pete Alonso came up last year. You know? yeah. So I think that's why I think it's, it's partially because there's not as much competition. Um, but if he plays, I mean, he's, he could be really good. So my yeah, pick he's is actually second next to Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. Who's a sure. heavy favorite out in front. He's plus 200. Dylan Carlson's behind him at plus 920-ish. So yeah. – I mean, it's hard I'm just, to look like a go. rookie of the year when you're like the fifth best player on your team, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. that's the thing that helped Pete Alonso last year is that he was clearly the best hitter on the Mets. Well, is I Gavin mean, Lux going to be? Is Gavin Lux going to be the best player on the Dodgers? No. No, that's exactly. Weird. They got Mookie Betts on that team. Yeah. Like that's that's why he I play think shortstop. Lux plays shortstop. I mean, like so. 
don't don't they have a don't they have a, a pretty good shortstop on that team? Um, I mean, they've got infielders all over the place they can move around, so okay. they'll be okay. Yeah. So that, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna go with Carlson too, just because. I mean, I would just because I know the name and the value. Other than that, I'm not gonna just try to spiel off somebody else who I don't know shit about. So. So what about the American League, Jack? What do you got here? Um, for the American League, I actually have a guy who the Cardinals almost got. Now I don't know if you guys know the story. There was a player who was coming out of I want to say Cuba. Not necessarily 100% sure about that. Um, this is a few years ago. And the way that buying international players works is that there's a very strict cap because they don't want people to go in and just pull guys out of their home country and, you know, throw a ton of money at them and then drop their contracts and not, you know, leave them to die. Right. So teams have caps, the Cardinals and the White Sox had about an even cap to get the best player who was coming out of any South American country of the last like 15 years. And he chose to play for the White Sox. And his name is Luis Robert. And He's the this favorite. dude, He's the yeah, favorite. Like he hits tanks. This guy hits balls so hard. Uh, you may have seen a video of him recently where he hit a home run so hard that he fell over. It's awesome. He's young. He's athletic. He will play in either center or left field for the White Sox. And if that team's doing well and he's hitting bombs, I think he's a clear favorite to win the AL rookie of the year. Yeah, he's the favorite at plus 260-ish. Um, behind him is, I'm guessing this, you pronounce it Jesus? Probably not Jesus, so yeah. Jesus Luzardo <laughs> for, the, for the athletics. Um, okay. They had Kopech on this list, but obviously he's out now. Casey right. Mize. Casey Mize is that pitcher. He plays for Detroit, and in his first minor league game, he threw a no-hitter. So yeah. he is really good, but I don't think he's going to get called out. Frankly. Yeah, so, I mean, just because of what you said, and I remember seeing that video of Luis Robert, I mean, plus 260 is not that bad. And if he's going to play on a, on a young White Sox team, I mean, I'll take it. It's the pick, pick to make. So that's going to sure. roll us into our playoff picks, which is going to look a little bit weird. We're going to roll through really quickly. Um, let's Let's start off. East to West in the NL. So let's go to the NL East. Who do you see winning that division and why? I see it being Atlanta. Um, I think that the Nationals are going to have a good team, but I think they're going to have a little bit of hangover. They don't have Zimmerman. I wouldn't, you know, I I just think that they're going to slow a little bit. Um, Plus they were a team that got a really slow start last year, right? So they had this mentality, like we can get a slow start and still be great. Not when there's only 60 games. Um, I think that the Mets will be better than they were last year. Um, personally, I think that they have the gas to run for a little bit, uh, but I, I think they end up in third or fourth in that division. Uh, I think the Phillies are the best team to challenge Atlanta. I don't think that they have the horses. I don't think that they have the hitting to beat Atlanta. Atlanta is so young and yep. so good at hitting the baseball. Nick Markakis opting out. Huge dank for like huge hit for them, but I still think that they're gonna they're gonna come in and clean up that division. Maybe it'll fun be fact, close, but I think they'll win. Fun fact: Nick Markakis made an uh, made an appearance in a in a little Dicky Dickie song, little Dicky song. So way no back, way, way not, back. not like an actual like him. Little Dicky just says yeah. Markakis. Yeah, um, I'm gonna back get, when he played for the Orioles. I yeah, it was. get that gotcha. Markakis like Nick is what he said. Yeah, so. Gotcha. I think I think me and Jared both agree with the Braves. Braves their NL, favorite NL Central. Um, who you got? Just real quick. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be the Cardinals. I think it's going to be really close with Cincinnati. I think so. I don't think the Cubs or the Brewers, but I think yeah, Cincinnati I don't know why the Cubs are great. so hot. Because I don't know, people have a boner for the Cubs over the last few years. Yeah, um, as well. I mean, homer pick. I'm going to have to go Cardinals as well, just because I don't. I, and they're plus two forty. Yeah, so I go Cardinals as well. We have the same ones. NL West. I think we can all agree the Dodgers are going to be yeah. the team. Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to murder everybody in their division. I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, wild card teams out of out of the National League. Then, I'll I'll pick mine. Okay, I am going to say it's going to be the Reds and the Mets. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Reds and the Phillies. I also think it's going to be the Reds and the Phillies. I just picked Mets just to be different because I knew <laughs> you fuckers were going to do that. <laughs> well, we all know it's going to be the Reds. I mean, with with uh, Moustakis and, um, you know, they got a good infield core. They have some pretty decent pitching. Their outfield is still pretty young and, and to be determined, but they're not a bad team. Yeah. So let's move on to the American League. AL East, I mean, this is pretty easy too. We can all agree on the Yankees in this one. Oh, I was going to pick the Toronto Blue Jays. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, Yankees. No, it's going to be the Yankees. Favorites. It's going to be it's going to be a long one. I think that the uh, Blue Jays won't be bad, but they're not going to be. Yeah. The Central also, I think Jack, you had a really ball you've said numerous times we we know you're on the White Sox train for the Central. That's right. They're plus 275. I could see it. And honestly, this is a division where I'm just like I don't know what to fucking do here. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be like super that guy and take the Twins, but I just really don't see the Indians having it in. They're super inconsistent, especially over the last, like, year. Ever since they lost the World Series to the Cubs, they've just been like, eh, man. So, I mean, I'm just going to be that guy just because I don't like – I'm could, not going to pick a Chicago team, so I'll say the Twins. I will, too, just for the same reason. Because Jack, our esteemed guest, picked the White Sox. Will, will it ha- him have the glory if they win? That's um, right. So, moving on to the West, kind of the same thing here. I mean, the AL is pretty fucking vanilla. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Houston, but I think if there's a team to challenge them, if something goes terribly awry, it's the Angels. Uh, I think the Angels, because they're playing, you have to think they're playing the NL West, and the only good team there is the Dodgers. The rest of those teams are not going to play well. Um, And the only good team in their own division is is the uh, Astros, so it's not like it's unreasonable. Well, the, A's, the A's are second, are, are the second favorite at plus two hundred. Yeah, I just don't think that team has enough depth in terms of big talent to make big moments work for only sixty games. I think okay. that they have too many underpaid guys. You know, okay, total typical Billy Bean style, having having a bunch of yeah. underpaid dudes. Um, right. I go Astros as well, just because yeah. this team, this division is very. Very barren. So um, your wild card teams. My wild card teams. I am going to go White Sox and A's. I'll say the A's are just good enough to squeak out, squeak it out over the Indians. So I'm actually going to go a little bit different here. I'm going to go White Sox also because I think the Twins win the Central, and I think it's going to be the Rays. I think the Rays have a decent enough pitching staff to to get it done. Yeah. So I want. Uh, I'm going to one of my wild card teams is just purely based on what I really want to happen, not what I think is going to happen and that's the Blue Jays. I really just want them to squeak on in there as, like, the second wild card team. I think the Angels are going to get the first wild card team. Uh, they got a good team. They got good arms. They got healthy guys. I think that they could really make a, you know, something happen there. 
All right. Until Mike Trout doesn't play. That's true. Um, World Series matchup now. Okay. Uh, you guys want you want to go first, Trav? No. No, you. Guess. Okay. Guess go first. I, I think it's going to be the New York Yankees versus the Atlanta Braves. And I think that the New York Yankees are going to win the World Series, and everybody's going to shout 28, and everybody in Boston is going to say, eh, 27 and a half. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I could totally see that happening, too. I am going to go out and say that, yes, I think the Yankees win the AL pennant. As vanilla as that to say, but I'm going to go a little bit kind of different in the, in the NL. And I am going to say, this is totally homer pick, but I'm going to say the Cardinals make oh it there. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to say the Yankees win, Yankees also, also won the World Series. Just because I think the NL is a total toss up in terms of who, of who can win the pennant. Okay. I'm going to go a little different and not pick the Yankees. I'm going to go a team that for some reason just like is catching my eye this year. I'm going to say the Twins make the World Series, and I'm going to say that they play the Dodgers and the Dodgers win. Okay. 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 Well, if that happens, uh, the odds on that are going to be really, really big. So put money on it. I, I could, the Dodgers winning isn't that bad. The Twins no, but the, the Twins making it has got to be a huge – it's got to be a huge offset. I mean, I think uh, – I think that's fair. It's not like the Twins couldn't do it. I, both of these, because it's only 60 games, it's so hard to tell what's going to happen. Yeah. So many teams do poorly versus well in 60-game seasons. You don't know how much not having a crowd is going to affect it. It'll be different, uh, but it'll be the, fun. The I'm twin, having to have baseball back. The Twins won in the pennants only plus 700. It's not that bad. That's not that bad. They are the third favorite? Third favorite, yeah. Yeah. Behind the Astros and the Yankees. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that uh, that about wraps up for our MLB preview episode. Thanks, Jack Nations, for coming on. Check out his podcast in early August. I might be off base. I might be off base. Is it, is it at I might be off base on all the socials? That's right. Instagram and Twitter, I might be off base. I tweet so many rude Ooh. things to Astros players. You have to follow us. It's, it's, it's definitely a fun time. I can attest to that. It is. If you are an MLB fan, you should be following it. Um, other than that, we will see how the MLB season kicks off next week. So Appreciate it, Jack. Hey, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Right, take it easy, guys. See ya. But sometimes I come out as being nothing. I pray to God that he make me a better man. Maybe one day I'ma stand for something I'm thanking God that he made you part of the plan I guess I ain't go through all that hell for nothing I'm always fucking up and wrecking shit It seems like I perfected it I offer you my love, I hope you take it like some matters Tell me ain't nobody better than me I think that there's better than me Hope you see the better in me Always end up better in me I don't wanna ruin this one This type of love don't always come and go
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.